All of us are created to live in the context of a family. I'm Scott Weatherford. I'm glad you're joining our family today, our online family today, uh, here at First Baptist Church Wimberley uh, with, with, with us as the church family. Uh, scattered throughout the nation, we belong to a family. Where do you belong? Your heart needs a home. You need a people to connect with. It kind of reminds me of a story. There's this cowboy from Texas, and he moves up to Montana. And he gets up to Montana, and he... Um, he walks into a local saloon, and he sits down, and the bartender says, how can I help you? He says, well, I need three beers. He goes, three beers? He goes, yep, I need three beers. He said, okay. He said, I want you to bring them all at one time. He said, why? He said, well, I just moved here from Texas. I live here in Montana, but I got a brother who's a cowboy back in Texas, and I got another brother who's a cowboy in Oklahoma, and we would always drink beer together, and so I'm going to drink three beers with my brothers. So he said, okay. So he bought three beers, and the old boy drank them. This went on for several months. Every day, he'd come in, three beers. Well, one day he came in, he sat down, and he said, bartender, I need two beers. He went, two beers, okay. So he brought his two beers, he set it down, and the bartender got concerned. He thought, well, I wonder what's happened. Uh, Maybe one of his brothers passed away. I need to ask. So he calmly walked over and was kind of cleaning the bar, and he said, so, I noticed you ordered two beers today. He said, that's right. He said, does something happen to one of your brothers? He goes, oh, no, my brothers are fine. My wife and I joined the Baptist church, and I quit drinking. Well, a lot of times we talk about joining the, that's pretty funny, wasn't it? You're giggling. That, a lot of times when we, we join a church family, what we want to do instead of placing our lives here, we kind of incorporate our legalism there. But that's not what it's about. We need a home for our heart. We need to be a part of a church family. Whether it's online community like this, and this could be just as valid as showing up in a place, but you need people to be connected with. Now, here at First Baptist Church Wimberley, we've always believed that a great commitment to the great commandment, the great commission will grow a great church. This has happened now, get this, since 1886. This church has existed since 1886. Even when we were living in the wilds of Texas in the late 1800s, we still had that same commitment that we have today. God has started this church so that we could be a family. Now listen to what it says in Ephesians 1.6, excuse me, 1.5. His unchanging plan has been to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ, and this gives him pleasure. Wow, we When we come to Jesus, when we're born again, babies are born into a family, and we are born, become a part of family God. When we come to Jesus, we become a part of a family. Now, whether it's this family or some other family, you need to be in a church family, whether it's online or in a virtual group or a physical group. It really doesn't matter. You need to be connected. So what does that look like? So today, I'm going to take you through what it means to be a member of this family. Now, it's not some kind of legalistic thing where you sign this and sign that and say, I'm not going to drink, dance, cuss, or chew, or go with women who do. Not, it's none of that nonsense. It's about a home for your heart and a people to live with and a God to serve together to make him famous, to live out the great commandment and the great commission, which later in this series we're going to talk about this in Living All for Jesus. You need to be a part of the family. Now, some of you, you're already part of the family. You've already committed yourselves to this church, and you say, okay, I'm a part of this church. And some of you, like, you don't know what you're going to do. Well, I would invite you to take your next step. 
Some of you need to step into the family by being born again, by being saved, by trusting Christ. Today's your day. But let's talk about what that means today. So I think it's going to be fun. And at the end of this, I'll give you an opportunity to have a membership interview that you could do through Zoom that will help you get connected and we could get to know you, you can get to know us, and let's just see how it goes. The last time we did this, we had 17 folks raise their hand and step into membership even though they were watching online. That's pretty cool. There's some of you who feel like, hey, I'm already a part of this thing. Take that next step and make it legit and say, hey, I'm in. I'm in. Because when you make that commitment, it grows you. It grows your heart. It establishes you uh, in a place that, in a people that you could really belong. So let me pray for us. Father, thank you for what you want to say to us this morning as we talk about what does it mean to be a part of your family, <clears throat> to know you as Savior, and then to follow you in your family, to be connected. And that first part of that catechism, God, to be connected with you and then connected to your family called the church. So I pray you got our conversation today, and I pray this all in Jesus' strong name. Amen. Amen. So there's th really three parts of the Christian life, and I talked about it last week, and believe, belong, and become. Believe, belong, and become. So let's look at those systematically and see what your steps should be in believing, belonging, and becoming. Now here's the first thing. To be a part of this family, the first thing you have to do is you have to believe in Jesus Christ. You can't be a part of the family until you're born again. You have to be born into the family. Or, like it said earlier, adopted into the family. That you were once this, and now you've been changed to this. You once were a part of this family. Now you're a part of God's family because of the decision you made by God's invitation to be adopted into his family. So what does that look like? Romans 10, 9-11, and then verse 13 says this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that makes you right with God. And it's by confessing with your mouth that you're saved. As scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, believing in our heart, that's, that's a decision of the will. Confessing with our mouth closes the loop between our heart and our head. The intellectual understanding and the passionate commitment close through the confession of our mouth. That's what this means. So you have to believe. Believe that God loves you. That we're all sinners and we're broken and we're in need of salvation. Every one of us has done things wrong. It's the rotten stuff in our lives. This morning at my house, I cooked eggs. I had cooked three eggs. If one of them was rotten, it would ruin my breakfast. Sin is the rotten stuff in my life. I can have everything perfected and everything looks good, but I'm a sinner. I've done things wrong. I've rebelled against God. And basically, sin is defined as this, doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, regardless of what God says. Now, uh, we live in a day and age where well, people really don't identify what's sinful anymore. They say, well, you got to know your truth. Or you got to live your story. Or it's just all about what you think. And You know, that's really dangerous. Because my truth, my story, what I think, can often lead to your pain, your discomfort, and your abuse. God's word's pretty clear that I need to live in submission and love and willingness, not in debauchery and self-absorption. Oh. 
I'm broken and you are too. We all are broken. But we have a Savior who's paid the price for us that we will not live broken. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. The, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He paid the debt for us that we might become the righteousness of God. You have to believe in him. You must believe that Jesus did this for you, to know you, to know you. So the first step is to believe. But as you believe, you need to take symbols to take steps of believing. Now, what are those steps? <clears throat> well, the confession with your mouth is one of them. To take that step is to say, hey, I've trusted Christ. Hey, I believed in this. And even like raising your hand here in the, on this video, uh, this, uh, this, video, this opportunity on this online campus to raise your hand and say, hey, I'm in. I'm trusting Christ. And let us know. That's confession with your mouth. But here's the next big symbol. Be baptized. Well, well Scott, I, I can't be baptized because I, I live in, in wherever you live. Yeah, you can. And we can help you with those next steps. We can help you know how to take those next steps and be willing to wade in the water with you. No pun intended. Well, kind of sort of intended. But to help you take those next steps of the symbol of belonging. Now, get this. Baptism is a symbol of believing in Christ. Doesn't make you right with God, it shows that you are. It's an ancient ritual that Jesus borrowed or, or took from Judaism called the mikvah. And he brought it into Christianity because you need a symbol. Just like I wear a ring to symbolize I'm married, I take off the ring, I'm still married. This is my Tara ring, not my wedding ring. Tara's my wife. I'm terrorized. Tara's my wife. And so I wear this ring as a symbol that I belong to her. Baptism is a symbol I belong to Jesus. doesn't make you right. It shows that you are. But then there's a second symbol. Get this. And that's uh, communion. Communion. That when I have take the Lord's Supper, it doesn't make me right with God. It shows me that I am right with God. It shows that I am a believer. So in our church family, we believe and we follow those beliefs with the symbol of baptism and the Lord's Supper. We have no other quote-unquote sacraments. What's a sacrament? Sacrament is something you do to be right with God. The only thing you can do to be right with God is trust in Jesus. That's our only sacrament. And then the rest of it is symbolic. It shows that I have. Oh, listen to what Peter said. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Huh. Now, I want you to understand this. When you believe in Jesus, when you believe in him, you're understanding that you're believing in some biblical commitments. Let me give you to this. To be connected with God through Jesus Christ, to be connected with his church by intentional commitment. When I believe in him, I'm going to believe I need to be connected. But you're going to grow to become like Jesus. That you're going to have the mind of Christ. And we're going to be talking about all of these things, this catechism, as it were, over the next several weeks. And then I'm going to be committed to serve God by serving others using the gifts and the abilities and the personality and the passion that God has given me. I'm going to share the love of God in word and deed. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to share Jesus. And I'm going to display the love of Jesus through actions of compassion and kindness. I'm going to honor God as an act of worship with my whole life. That's not just attending a gathering or watching something online or singing along with our wonderful musicians at the beginning and the end of our, of our time together. 
but that's where I'm going to honor God with my whole lives. But then I'm also going to believe some theological truths. And these theological truths, they're found on our website, but I want to cover them really quickly and really broad for you, that when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to be a part of this family, you're believing these following biblical truths. Get this. There is one God who is infinitely perfect, existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm going to believe that Jesus is the true God and true man and he's conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a Virgin Mary, and has died to pay for our sins and rose again in glorious, glorious resurrection and will come again in glory one day. I'm going to believe the Holy Spirit is God. He is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is one. He indwells us. He guides us. He teaches us. He empowers us to live a life all for Jesus. He convicts us of sin and of righteousness, and one day he will judge the world. The Bible, the authority of the Bible, the Old and the New Testament, that's and it's originally given, that's verbally inspired by God, it's complete revelation of God's will for, for salvation of people and the, the direction of our lives. We're div- we are the divine and, and only rule of Christian life and faith is through God's word. Humankind, that originally were created in the image and likeness of God, we're broken by disobedience, and we incur physical and spiritual death. We're all sinners, and we can only be saved by grace. We believe that. And the eternal destiny of those who reject Jesus is forever conscious torment, separated from God. For those who believe in Jesus is the existence of the joy of the presence of the Lord. Salvation is only provided by faith in Jesus Christ. The church universal, which is Jesus is the head, consists of all who believed in Christ, not just Baptist or Presbyterians or Methodists or whatever denominational label you wear, that we believe in the big C church. The local church is the expression of the universal church, and we gather like we are right now online to celebrate and observe these ordinances or these symbols, Lord's Supper and Baptism, and to pray and to be encouraged and to in fellowship and to testify in word and good deed, the good news of salvation. And then the last two things, there's a bodily resurrection of the dead, both the dust, just and unjust, the just with Christ, the unjust to separation from God and the devil's hell. And then Jesus is to come again, personally and visibly, as a completion of redemptive work of God. And then the last thing, that uh, we believe in biblical marriage, that marriage is between one man and one woman, and, uh, and God assigns genders, and we love people, but this is what God's word said, but we love people. And we're not going to reject anybody, but this is what we believe. Now, probably that last statement is going to stir, stir you up, and that's great. We'd love to have a conversation with that because we love people. We love people. But these are the things we embrace. Now, it goes a little different. It goes a little dip, deeper. We embrace some behaviors, too. When we believe, we embrace these behaviors. Holiness, set apart for God. Prayer, prayer makes us aware of God. Authenticity, we don't play church, we want to be the church. Relationships, they make our life rich. Generosity, we want to give because we've been given. Uh, We believe in people. All people matter to God. Let's go back to that other statement about marriage. All people matter to God, period. So we want to teach people, whether ethnically or whatever, with dignity and love and grace and mercy because all people matter. We believe in community, that we're better together. We believe in unity. Unity is where God commands his presence. We hold on to creating 
uh, environments where people can grow, our connecting environments, our growing environments, our serving environments, our sharing environments, our worship environments, our group environments, our God times. We celebrate environments and create this. Christ-honoring leadership, leadership like Jesus, that we lead not as bosses or dictators, but as servants and shepherds. And then lastly, in excellence, everything we do is the best we can do for the global glory of God. We want to do things right and do it with excellence. Now, does it mean perfection? doesn't, but it does mean excellence. These are the things that we believe, and this is the first step is for you to believe in Jesus to be a part of our family. All of this is online. You can look at this. You can listen to this. You can watch this, and it's all explained on fbcwimberly.com. But here's the second step. You belong. You take intentional steps to say, I'm in. I'm in. So you now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. A Christian without a church family is a spiritual orphan. Now you may be watching this from North Carolina or from wherever, Idaho, Colorado, wherever you're watching this from. You need to be connected. And you can be connected with us online. You know, it's just as legitimate. It's not some voyeuristic thing where I'm just watching and not be connected. Oh, you could take these steps to belong and belong to this family. You choose to belong because commitment grows you. You're not going to grow without commitment. If you're casual, you're going to have a casual Christianity. But if you're intentional, God will use you intentionally. So I want to challenge you to get connected. Get connected in a life group. Start a group in your home. Take that step and be connected. Take a step regularly be a part of, of what we're doing online. Do this. Be a part. We're part of a bigger family, a network of churches that reaches all over the world. Did you know that we have 17 extension churches uh, that are known by First Baptist Church Wimberley all throughout Latin America and, and even at other parts of the world? We're planting churches. We're part of this huge network. We're part of this huge network called the Southern Baptist Convention. You went, what? Yeah, because it gets bad press. Don't believe everything you read in the media, y'all. Because they don't control us. They don't tell us what to do. We just agree together to do the good in the world. When a disaster strikes, we band together and we go. When people need to hear the gospel, we band together and go. There's no ecclesiastical hierarchy or dictatorship or people telling us what to do. We're an independent, autonomous church that's willingly connected with other churches to do the good in the world. We have a big, broad network, not just the Southern Baptist churches, but all kinds of churches for the glory of God. So there's tremendous benefits to being a part, to belonging to this family. Let me give them to you real quick. Here is a sign of commitment to the local church body, that because I belong, I'm committed to this local church body. It strengthens your bond of spiritual family for support and encouragement. I've got people who are having Zoom requests want a counseling with me that live in other places in the world. Man, technology puts us face-to-face -face like that. It's incredible. You could be a vital part of this family even watching online. That's amazing what the technology has done for us, how we can connect. <clears throat> it enables you to discover and use your spiritual gifts. In fact, in your location, wherever you are, we can empower you with ministry projects to do the good in the world in your community that needs doing. Huh. It's a place to understand 
you're under the protection of godly leadership for prayer, for cover, for encouragement, for counsel. It gives you, it gives you the right to decide uh, direction of our leaders and how we're going to move forward as a family, to be involved in what's going on. And then you, you give, you be involved in how the resources you give are used for the global glory of God. And last thing, it gives you a home for your heart, that you belong to a family. You have a home for your heart. When Tara and I came here back in 2017, that's uh, my wife, Tara, uh, we, we needed a home for our heart. I was uh, con- consulting and going all over the United States. I was teaching pastor in two different churches, and I was serving God. But, man, I didn't have a family. I was kind of a free agent, lonely two years. And Tara and I wanted a home for our heart. That's why we needed a church family. Here's the last thing we'll be done. You become. You believe in Christ. You belong to your family. So you become everything that God wants you to become. Listen to this. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about spiritual growth. And we're going to lean into this a lot. Growing to be like Jesus and how that can be accomplished. Because in the Christian life, you believe you belong and you become. And you never arrive until you're done. You become more like Jesus by connecting, growing, serving, and sharing, and honoring God. And we have those next step processes. There's a QR code you can go to. And it'll take you right to the page where our videos are available to hear me teaching on those four life commitments. The four life commitments. And it helps you understand those next steps. There are places to register for baptism if you live if you live distant from here, we can help get that orchestrated for you or even teach you how to do that and baptize your family and friends. What? Yeah, we want to do those things to help you, to take those next steps. You become a part of the greater movement of God through the Building Lives Churches Network and involvement in church planting and church expansion and missional engagement in the greater entities of the Southern Baptist Convention. You get to be a part of something bigger than yourself. You get to contribute for God's glory, to give to the mission of God, which is this local church. When you give, you're funding the mission of God because we don't have a budget here. We have a mission budget here. We are the mission of God. And literally, the big C church, we join God with other churches to be the hope of the world. Listen to me very carefully. First Baptist Church Wimberley is not the hope of the world. We're a part of the solution called the church which is the hope of the world. And you belong to that. You believe, you belong, and you become. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to go to this QR code. It's up on your page, and it's our membership commitment form. And I want to invite you to do this. If you say, okay, I'm ready to step into membership, I want you to take this form, and I, I want you to set up a, a time to fill it out, and you can send it back to us. It's electronics. You can send it back to us. Sign me in, and we'll set up a time to do an interview with you, to talk to you, because we want to know you. We don't want – now, you take these steps if you want to. We're not going to force you. But if you say, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm, I'm ready to be a part. Kind of novel. I, I can be a part of a church that meets online. Oh, yeah, for sure. And a vital part and a contributing part. I could be a part. Yeah, absolutely. Take those next steps and let us help you with them. But listen, the first step you take is trusting Christ. The first step you take is to trust in Christ. So go online, go to these QR codes, take your next step, and do it all for Jesus. Because living all for Jesus means this. 
I'm connected to God through Christ and to his family called the church. So I have a people to live with, a power to live on, and a purpose to live out. All for Jesus. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for those who have listened this morning, and I pray that they'll take their next steps in trusting and believing in you and living all for you. And I thank you for how good and great you are and how you're going to move in our lives today as we take these next steps of commitment. For those who've never trusted you, I pray that they'll whisper this, Jesus, I'm yours. Let them take their next bold step in saying, I'm, I'm stepping in and I'm going to be a part of this family. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you'll add the ones that you want to add because it's all about you and not about us. And we pray this in your son's strong name. Amen.